everyone, it's Megan, and welcome to episode eight of Undressing Fashion. In this episode, we speak with two of the curators of the exhibition, Fashion Statements, Decoding Israeli Dress, that has been on display at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem for the past year. Three Israeli museum curators worked on this exhibition, Daisy Raka de Givre and Afrat Asaf Shapira from the Jewish Art and Life Department, and Noga Eliash Zalmanovich from the Fine Art Department. This curatorial team collaborated with Tamara Yovel-Jones. For those of you who do not remember, she is the fashion designer and teacher who spoke with us in episode six, who initiated and advised this exhibition. The Fashion Statements exhibition is the first major fashion exhibition in Israel, and it explores the history of Israeli fashion through thematic chapters. It begins with the exploration of two contrasting ideologies, the socialist genderless utilitarian clothing created by a company called Atta that would be efficient for people to wear while they worked versus the higher end fashion of wealthy European immigrants inspired by the Parisian standards of the time. The exhibition explores Israeli fashion at its peak when it had a major place on the world's fashion stage and it ends with a discussion on the future of Israeli fashion and what it means today. As we've discussed in previous episodes, fashion and identity are intricately and intimately linked. So today we speak with Afrat Asaf Shapira and Daisy Raka de Givre, who joined for some of the interview about the exhibition and fashion identity, particularly its ties to the socio-political context, multiculturalism, and nostalgia. So here are Eden, Afrat, and Daisy. Hi everyone, it's Eden, and I'm here with Efrat Asaf Shapira, uh, the curator of the exhibition Fashion Statements, Decoding Israeli Dress at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. So thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you, and hello everybody. Just uh, small corrections, I'm one of the curators. Yes. We are a curatorial team. Of course. Um, we are four. Um, Daisy Rakachjiva, who's the chief curator of the Jewish Art and Life Wing at the Israel Museum, is the curator in charge of the exhibition. Uh, Noga Elias Zelmanovich, who's a curator in the Fine Arts Department, here is a co-curator in, in this exhibition. And uh, Tamayo Jones, who's a very prominent uh, fashion designer and uh, fashion teacher here in Israel, is the initiator and advisor to this exhibition. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we spoke to her in a previous yeah. episode. So. Okay. So, so yeah, so you, you know her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe let's begin with some context before we dive into mm -hmm. the exhibition. If you could just tell me a bit about yourself and your okay. own personal history. Um, I'm, um, I studied art history uh, in, at the Israel Museum and literature. And I uh, became specialized in Jewish art and especially uh, Jewish altar subjects relating to uh, dress and life rituals. So that's how I came to work here at the museum. And uh, these are my, like my themes. <laughs> Yeah, and it, I mean, it, as you said, you each each of the curators on the team came from a different mm -hmm. background. So I'm sure that that really kind of helped you all come to like gave a, a unique perspective to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, we um, well, Daisy and me, we mm. both co come from 
Jewish art and culture. And a few years ago, uh, we curated here an exhibition on Jewish dress, which was called um, uh, Dress Codes uh, Revealing the Jewish Wardrobe. And it was about our collections. We have a very unique and magnificent collection of Jewish dress from all around the world, or dress worn by Jews from all around the world. Uh, from wherever Jewish communities were, we have 10,000 items of dress. Wow. And we curated an exhibition here, and then this exhibition traveled. It was also shown in New York and San Francisco, and just got back, actually. Okay. So from this perspective, we came to the subject of fashion in Israel, or Israeli fashion, uh, which is different from Noga's perspective. Mm. She, came, she comes from modern art, aesthetics, and here comes Daisy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Lovely Hello. to meet you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Fine, thank you. Okay. Thank you. So Daisy just joined us, and I... Um, I explained a little bit about our roles in the exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. This was an interesting uh, theme, the way we everybody brought his own background and the interchange of ideas was, I think, quite essential for building this exhibition in the way it has been built. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, of course, many of our listeners won't have had the chance to see the exhibition. People from all over the world might be listening. Um, but essentially, it dealt with exploring what Israeli fashion is and its history. Um, this obviously relates very deeply to the concept of identity, which was a major theme of the exhibition mm -hmm. and which is also a major part of the intersection of psychology and fashion. Um, so what do you think identity means to Israelis, and how do you think that this is reflected in Israeli clothing? Well, identity is something very personal, mm. and it changes between one person to another. And each one of us builds his, his own identity according to his roots, his past, his wishes, where, wherever he was born, from where did he come here, who are his neighbors. And so it's... It's a very um, complicated subject to answer, but I think if you can say one thing about Israeli identity is that it's very complex. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I think that the exhibition, in a certain way, tries to reflect the multiculturalism of the society, and in this way, I think that this becomes one aspect that makes. Uh, very difficult to define what is and if there is a, a specific Israel identity. I think that the richness of this country is because we have so many different identities and, and, and in this way Efrach is right that each one individually then connects himself to the identity, to its own or his own identity and uh, so it's very difficult I think to them. This is why I think you c we can trace a different kind of identity in almost every field. Even uh, if you take today, it's very popular. If you take cooking, for example, or all these uh, <laughs> different uh, influences that you have also in the food and in the kitchen. And the so in the same way, I think that uh, there is no um, 
I think that there is v it's very difficult to think about only one identity. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I think, then this is the richness of it. It's uh, what I like to say, we are a little bit citizens of the world. So. And I also think that if you come to think about the exhibition and you see the also the um, uh, different experiences of, of the visitors, and you see what they identify with or what they don't identify with, and it's really interesting because it can be, you know, all are Israelis and they come here and one, there are certain people who will really feel identified with one thing and the others with one thing and it it's not cer uh, necessarily related to age or to um, but I think that in culture, age yes but I but think that the age yes. because I think that age for example it's uh, there is uh, it's reflecting some 70 even more years of uh, Israeli yeah. fashion and it's quite normally that uh, the young rea rea can react in a different way. They probably even, I've heard actually yeah. some two or three days ago that uh, even a relative told me that he doesn't, she doesn't know about Atta and that she finds it so interesting and so nice and so, I don't yeah. know, whatever. And uh, so it's, uh, but uh, immediately those who have already lived here for a while <laughs> <laughs> then they are they feel quite uh, related uh, immediately related, yeah they understand. they understand they feel that it's their own story it's not the story of someone else it's not the, maybe only only the, the last, last <laughs> chapter yeah. which is the more yeah. fashion and design but, but yeah people feel like <laughs> it's oh it's my it i had this yeah. it's my own private closet so that makes you, you know, It's not something that, you know, high fashion is there. It yeah. only belongs to the high level rate. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's interesting. It, it's yeah. interesting to watch people watching the exhibition. Yeah, it is. So psychologically, yeah. if we're talking <laughs> about psychology, <laughs> I think it gives uh, a kind of uh, belonging mm -hmm. that you feel immediately, something that you can relate, that it has to do with your roots. Mm -hmm that has to do with your story, that it has to do with you. Yeah. So I'm interested now with this, I mean, with this multiculturalism that we're talking about and this complex identity, do you think that there is kind of a singular then Israeli fashion identity, or do you think it's still culturally and regionally segmented? Uh, it's a hard question. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is, well, singular you mean like, can you explain a little bit more what you mean when you say singular? Kind of like a, a general fashion, kind of an, a general concept of fa Israeli fashion that everybody can relate to. No. I don't think so. I think we are very, it's very changeable and very diverse. And I think if you have to, to um, look at one characteristic, which is, I think, well, it defines Israeli fashion, it also defines Israeli culture is the diversity mm -hmm. and the meeting between different yeah, ideas, right. different themes, conflicts, dialogues, ev like this mixture that is only related to here, to Israel. In other places there are other um, um, experiences and meeting points and the, what happens here in Israel, uh, this is what reflects on Israeli fashion or fashion created here. I think this is the characteristic. I, I think, think that the exhibition exactly wants, want, uh, points 
to those examples that are specifically related. We didn't bring, and this is, was the, the concept of the exhibition, we, we really wanted to show the, team, the, fa the, fa the garments that were related to the main teams that we were dealing like uh, that makes it it's local, that makes it singular, like mm -hmm. the landscape, like the raw material that you can find, like the ideolo ideology, different ideologies, uh, like the industry. I mean, all these were quite singular to this place. The designer that was specifically, if yeah. we can say, this Israeli designer, or the first Israeli designer. So it is... Uh, I think it's uh, it is uh, a mixture. Yeah. <laughs> it cannot be really one. Only yeah. Say only one, and especially within uh, now in this era of globalization, then of course uh, things uh, have changed a lot. So, so do you feel that this multiculturalism is kind of melting pot of, of Israel? I, do you think that it? has helped in the development of fashion here? Or do you think it maybe well, it's been a hindrance? I think definitely. I, mean, yeah. I, so I think I, yeah, I, I think it helped a lot. I think it's a, it's like a... Even a craft. Uh, thinking a about crafts. Yeah, huh? yeah for it's example. a possibility for creativity and for the crafts. And like Daisy says, if you look at the crafts, at the, at the combinations, and, and actually I don't think it's a melting pot. I think it's more a fruit salad. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's nice yeah. because you let's call our fruit salad fashion. Yeah, fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all yeah, all combinations because a melting pot you like it mixes together. It mixes together. Well, it mixes here it together, is. but you can still trace. The individual. The, the individual. Yeah. I think that if you ask each, that's what was interesting, that if you ask each designer, especially those that we have chosen to display, they each one can tell you his personal story and how this his influence or his background can has enriched his creation. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, as probably... <laughs> Correctly, Fred said it's a fruit salad. Uh, <laughs> everybody also, and in, not only that. Besides what you bring from yourself, from your personal background, then you are influenced from what you can see in the in your in the surroundings. So, yeah. I think it's a kind of dialogue. Yeah. And I think that the fact that you that you can be exposed so many. So many, yeah, so uh, many crafts, crazy inspiration, crafts, story, personal people, story, religions. geographical techniques. I mean, this, I think, I think it's part. Uh, and I also think that the tension that is part of our lives here uh, is also something that creates, that inspires or uh, creativity. Because you're always in the, in a in a some stress, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're also exposed yeah. to yeah, the other exposed, thing that probably yeah, in other yeah. country you don't see. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So uh, and that that kind of brings me to the to the next question, which is um, kind of the country's political history mm -hmm. and the relationship between that and fashion here. Um, and obviously, I mean, you show that very well in. Um, the exhibition, as you said, of the chapters of moving mm -hmm. kind of through different ideologies and, well, and themes. Uh, and you um, can really yeah. can feel that yeah. very strongly. Yeah. And this is uh, 
not only the, the way it was it is displayed it it yeah. uh, strengthened this part of the of the exhibition because it is and it is uh, it is this it is a, it's not it is not a fashion exhibition in the more conventional way to think about i think it is a, a social a social sociological approach how to display fashion that was uh, made here in Israel. And I think this is very important because uh, not by chance that we had uh, and the, the curator have uh, uh, invested a lot of time in doing the research with the movies, with the photographs, with the, all the ethnographical part mm -hmm. uh, which uh, and historical part which gave uh, a strong uh, impact to the exhibition so mm -hmm. I don't think that you can see this exhibition without thinking about uh, all the political and, s and, political the, and historical, and historical and sociological events that happen here for example if you well if you look at, at the kafia um, yeah. the uh, collection the collection of worship and yourself created exactly following the 67 war as well sh she she um, she created it as a hopeful piece for a dialogue, um, or her collection from late 60s and early 70s uh, relating to the war of, war of attrition and Yom Kippur War based on the Talit, which is a very um, traditional Jewish dress item. And she uh, created together with Siona Shimshi a collection reflecting both the traditional item of the Talit and its relation to the Jewish holidays and to Jewish cults, also to the um, soldiers who were killed in the wars and were wrapped in their Talitot, and, so, so th and that to the atmosphere in Israel at that time, and to the fashion world. So it's like a junction that she created. And like Daisy said, what we wanted to show in this exhibition is how, through fashion, how fashion mirrors actually the what happens in and the, the and gives yeah, the, the tapestry. tapestry. It's really a tapestry, and also with I think that with Atta, with this the way that we displayed it in like two kind of of um, yeah, like opposing opposing uh, that uh, you have to think that the fashion Atta is considered like the normal fashion of the country because when you have to build a new country you have to think about uh, its architecture the about uh, the how the buildings and then you have to think about also how they dress and they wanted to and how did the dress the, the fashion it's not a fashion it's more how the dress can reflect this uh, ideology. ideology this zionist uh, Ma uh, that uh, really ma makes people working in this for the same uh, for the same uh, purpose for the same reason for the same goal, mm -hmm. and uh, so the 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 fashion was uh, the anta was a kind of uh, anti-fashion, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While on the other side, you had the you had the high bourgeoisie. In, in Tel Aviv or in Haifa or in Jerusalem that uh, still were based on the European influence. So <laughs> yeah. And also, I think, 
it's very interesting because it also touched what happened in Israel, especially in the 20s and 30s, is also highly related, of course, to what happened in Europe. And many of the textile uh, manufacturers, tailors, mm -hmm. furs, seamstresses, they came to Israel also in relation to what happened in Europe in these years. So it was like, in, in this way, the f fashion in Israel doesn't reflect only what happens in Israel, but also what happens in the world. Yeah. Uh, thinking that uh, in the during uh, well, World War, Second World War, uh, Israel was uh, was the center of the for for all the buyers to come here, and uh, it was like uh, um, a commercial meeting point yeah. for all those who wanted to see and and and, and buy. Yeah. So and in this way, I think that our industry, yeah. which unfortunately completely disappeared and declined, <laughs> but it, uh, it also reflected the, this period of time that uh, Efrat yeah. is talking about. Mm -hmm. And if I can say just another thing about the reflection of social, political ideas, I think fashion still does it. But in a way, we can see a little bit of a shift between the communal, the large um, I know, processes of the society, to a very personal stories of designers and their own approach to what happens. So even if they don't intend to tell us a very complicated story about the country, sometimes their uh, creation does it even if without their, uh, their initial meaning to do something like that. And it's interesting, and you can see that in, in the work of, uh, of contemporary designers also. Yeah. Shown in the exhibition. yeah, because if they're reflecting their own yeah. viewpoint, that is part of the wider yeah. story yeah. that's taking place. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think that the major point also of this exhi exhibition is also to show that there has been always, we had a lot of creativity, and there is a lot of Israeli creativity also in this field. Yeah. And it's a very energetic. Uh, <laughs> 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 so. Um, yeah, this uh, is what especially the last uh, the final chapter, uh, the modern yeah, yeah, modern Israeli and, uh, fashion. Yeah, and people actually probably they don't know, but we I think that uh, we represent fashion in a very international. Yeah, yeah. So we um, yeah, and then and then kind of moving from the kind from of the, the periphery to the big world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I mean, there were obviously a lot of standout pieces in in the exhibition, um, but quite a few of them had, I mean, as we've spoken about, references to um, the history, to um, techniques, to kind of intercultural things, and some of them even used the word nostalgia themselves. Yeah. And that was something I was interested in asking you about. Do you feel that um, nostalgia was a theme of the exhibition? Do you feel like it's it's part of... Fashion I in Israel. I think that I some of the of the visitor can feel like kind of like, nostalgia yeah. when it they see certain yeah. things that belong to their past. It wasn't to, something we intended uh, yeah, to create, but it it <laughs> it was created. <laughs> like because when people see things that re reminiscent them of their past, 
they think, oh, those old days or that. But also, in some of the designers, especially those, uh, I think, in creating in the same uh, aesthetics as Atta, maybe there is, I, I can't speak for them, for them uh, but maybe there is a certain uh, relation yeah. to nostalgia. To Especially for art, to, I think. To, to go back to the uh, non-genderial, very utilitarian, um, s things that are lo lasting forever, monochromatic, like to something simple, simple in design. Yes, I think, not, yeah, I think uh, that, you, uh, I think that uh, yeah. So maybe... Maybe there is some nostalgia mm -hmm. there, but it's well, it's hard to define nostalgia. Yeah, it is. So. It is. But do you think that nostalgia plays a part in fashion identity? I, I think uh, that nostalgia is not only fashion, not only not only related to fashion. Uh, it's almost uh, for every aspect in our life, I think. Yeah. But uh, this was definitely not uh, the way we. It wasn't we a theme. Mm -hmm. yeah. It wasn't a theme. And, uh, but I think that it's uh, even, I think it's also nostalgic, maybe nostalgia also in this search for m probably simplicity that probably s most of us, I think, sometimes feel due to the complexity of life. Yeah. So maybe it's also nostalgia in this way that you look at things that were very simple, very, and very powerful, and, uh, and, this, and also done with good materials that uh, goes under all this kind of you know that you buy and you and you throw yeah. out to you buy and exactly this high consumption it's also nostalgic both because they remind of piece of uh, garments that uh, most of the population used to wear there is yeah. something that it's not only some people's so, but also, I think it, you can see nostalgia also in this uh, search for simplicity. And it also depends who is the looker, because my nostalgia <laughs> and some <laughs> other That's person what I'm is, saying. is can different. Be different. And also, there is sometimes a mixture between nostalgia and your own roots, or where you came from, or your wishes. So it's. It's, it's hard true. to define. <laughs> if you see a piece of garment that uh, brings immediately to your souvenir of what uh, yeah, you your use home or, or your home, then immediately it can raise uh, also your personal nostalgia to something that you know what really means to you, that yeah. piece. So it's uh, it's a collective, there is a collective nostalgia and depending on personal. personal nostalgia. Yeah. Also, it's clothes. It's well, and and if you uh, if you mean it or you don't mean it, it symbolizes people mm. and events, and so it's it, it raises nostalgia or nostalgia and feelings, but that's like a buy. Mm -hmm. It's a byproduct. Byproduct. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Daisy has now left us. So mm. it's back to just the two of us again. And, and so everything we've kind of been speaking about up until now, they're all so intertwined with identity, the socio-cultural, um, the kind of the many different cultures that are in Israel and even nostalgia as well. And identity is obviously a very important part of psychology mm -hmm. um, because our social identity defines us in many ways. And this is obviously often 
illustrated in different cultural mediums like fashion mm-hmm. in particular. Um, so the way people design here seems to be so intertwined with their homeland identity, with their identity as people living in Israel. Um, so do you think psychology, which reflects this identity, um, plays a role in the exhibition? And how do you think it does that? Well, it, it's a very hard question because it relates both to the visitors to the exhibition mm-hmm. and how they relate and both to the mean what the designers meant when they created their their designs um, and if it reflects as and many times it reflects their own feelings w- uh, wishes um, and, and ideas about their own uh, experiences and sometimes um, the audience gets it and sometimes not and I don't know if it matters or not because sometimes people you know they have their own they come with their own experiences and they they look at things and they understand them differently from what the designer or the artist meant so it's well I think in a way um, there is this wish to belong many times and you create something and you like you're looking for your way like it's a way yeah when you create something it, it may help you or or not but uh, to like to define something that you want maybe about yourself maybe about others so so there is a process which can be related to psychology but I'm not sure how to really like put your finger on yeah, it. yeah put my finger on and and it also it changes it changes between one designer to the other you know some designers can tell you all about their influences and inspirations and why they did it and what what were they feeling when they did it and some others would say i don't know i just had this idea and i did it so, and it's and and it's all there and it's uh, and it's interesting mm. I mean, so do you do you think, just on a personal level, that psychology would be a useful lens in something like fashion curation? It would be. It would be certainly be a very interesting lens because you see, because there are some works there that you can look at differently if you know through through this lens, or it adds to to the way you look or to the way you understand. It, it's interesting <laughs> how, yeah. Well, it's like I don't think fashion in this way is different. Well, it is different, but and not in the how it's created. It's like all artistic processes. The difference between fashion and other, like sculpture or paintings or things like that is that you wear fashion and it's very visible so and it makes it and then it has you know like impacts mm-hmm. and more like different impacts but any any creative um, process is related to psychology so. 
and to the feelings and to it can be communal feelings or personal it's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to put you on yeah. the spot. With <laughs> well, I was just, uh, I'm thinking as we're speaking. Yeah. Um, so now, I mean, you've obviously worked with a lot of designers in putting this exhibition mm-hmm. together. So um, having spoken with so many, how do you think, what, what would you describe the general feeling amongst designers about Israeli fashion at the moment? It's very hard. Um, some designers are very uh, optimistic. And they really feel that they can, you know, they can create and they can uh, con- continue doing fashion. And, and some others are, are, are less optimistic. Um, it has to do, of course, with global economy and uh, what happens in, in the world of fast fashion versus slow fashion and things like that and who will buy and things like that so so um, but they find wonderful solutions I think you can you know there are designers who are just graduated a few years ago and they work from their home but through the Instagram and Facebook and the, the, the virtual world they can they can sell and they and they can pass their ideas so it's not like if you're working at home, you're not visible to the world. Um, and others well, are looking for their own, you know, there's a lot of creativity and I think, I really hope that, um, that if there is some little thing that this exhibition will do is that it will raise like the more, it will, um, Create more talk about Israeli fashion and more doing uh, to help Israeli fashion blossom and Israeli fashion designers because I think we have very creative designers here and uh, there are about a hundred fashion graduates each year. Yeah, when I spoke with Tamara, she yeah. was talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there are, you know, because there isn't a fashion or almost isn't a fashion industry and textile industry here in Israel, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. And people look for their own solutions. So it's, uh, and some wish to go abroad and be successful there. It's good. Actually, that's what the last part of the exhibition deals with, like what, what it is, what it means to do fashion today in Israel, to design fashion today in Israel. What are the what are the different voices related to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of you briefly mentioned now that you're hoping that this exhibition will draw attention to the creativity and the fashion well, industry. Well, more attention. There is yeah, attention. Yeah. yeah. But there is attention, and yeah. there are different events taking place. And but like yeah, more more uh, like more and yeah, more discussion about and more help maybe to fashion designers and things like that. Um, So kind of just my final question is, um, as there haven't been many major exhibitions like this about Mm -hmm. fashion in in the past in Israel, do you think that the Israeli cultural and art scenes might become more fashion-oriented after this exhibition? Do you think it's helped aid the industry 
in any way? I don't know. That's um, that's an exhibition. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we still don't know what the impact yeah. will be. Um, so I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> can't see the future. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, it's it's. Yeah. But would you would you hope that that would be something that might happen? I would hope. I would hope. Future will tell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're I very welcome. I enjoyed it very much. Great. Um, Eden, I really like that conversation that you had with those curators. Actually, when I went to Israel last October, I went to the museum to visit that exhibit because I always love to, vi- to visit any fashion exhibit <laughs> wherever I am, and I loved it so much because. It has such socio-political meaning and like historical and religious basis to everything. When I look at it, it just talks so much about what we spoke about in other episodes about fashion and identity and how fashion really mirrors what's happening in the world and what's happening where you are. And I just, I absolutely love that exhibit. So it was so nice to hear from the curators and the people who developed and made the exhibit come to life because people don't really talk about fashion in Israel and fashion and identity in the way that it was portrayed there. Absolutely. I think it was a really interesting perspective. Um, And I think it was a really interesting perspective in this country where identity is very complicated and very relevant in terms of the country's history. So I thought it was, I I really enjoyed speaking with them. I thought they were so knowledgeable about the topic And they did so much research in putting the exhibition together. And it really is so related to what we've been talking about in previous episodes, as you said, about identity and um, kind of the role that fashion can play in the way that we portray ourselves and in the way that we feel about ourselves and the way that, you know, the people who create our clothes feel about themselves and the history and the, the situation around them that influences them and inspires them to create the clothes that we end up wearing. Yeah, I really liked when they said that um, tension and conflict, which we know is a huge part of the Middle East, that it inspires creativity because people don't really look at tension and conflict in that way. But I think it's true. It's almost, it can be seen as like an escape. And for me, and I know for you, we spoke about it, like fashion can be as like a shield, right? And so I think when when I was looking at all the different garments and the like personal kind of creativity that came out of, because they had a little summary of where the designer came from and where was their inspiration from. And it was just so written in, or just it came from such a place of their unique perspective because Israel is so, it's full of multiculturalism. People are so different. They come from such different perspectives, different countries, um, different experiences, and each one was really unique to itself. Absolutely, and I think that that ties in a lot with, it was very interesting. I mean, we brought up nostalgia in the conversation and in, in the interview, and and the curators were saying that it wasn't a purposeful theme of the exhibition, but rather an experience of the viewers who were coming to the exhibition and how they were relating to the clothes. Later that evening, after uh, I conducted the interview, they had an event at the museum for uh, members of the public to come and listen to one of the collectors who lent their clothing to the exhibition. 
to speak about how he had collected those items and why they spoke to him and the history of the items and the companies and the brands that had made them. And the way that the audience interacted was incredible. Nostalgia was just, I mean, it was the word to describe the evening. People were so excited and it brought up so many memories of their childhoods and of their parents and of cities and places and specific periods of time. Uh, it was just, it really sent home the message of how, how clothing is such a big part of memory and about the way that we remember ourselves and we remember specific experiences and periods of time it was really a very special experience for me to see that yeah I totally agree and I and it's interesting to me that they didn't think about it like that because they were so focused on the curation itself but then like the viewers and just the people who visited when they were having all this this feedback that related to nostalgia to me makes so much sense because if you look just at life in general and how anything that reminds me of my childhood, I get like this automatic like feeling of either like happy, it depends what what that memory is associated with, but like if it's with like happiness or you just, you feel attached to it in some way. And when I looked at the fashion industry, as you can see there right now, they bring back the seventies, they bring back the eighties and people who were around in those generations, they love it. They like, it's, it's something they relate to so much. And when I see the nineties coming back, because we're both kids of the nineties, but like, like chunky trainers and like big t-shirts. And like, even though I think, um, Phil is more from maybe the eighties, but it's still something that I remember seeing like my family wearing those, those like workout clothes. I just, I just love it. Like I, there's something that if you can see your history, or even your, your personal history tied into clothing, it's it's really real and it's really good for marketing too. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So. But even when you think about just kind of specifically with identity, the, uh, the idea of nostalgia uh, with clothing, that it is so tied in with our own memories. Memories are how we create our own personal narratives. And it's how we create, you know, that is such a part of our identity, like what we've experienced, what we've gone through. It's so much a part of how we see the world and ourselves in the world. And I think clothing has a big part, you know, plays a big part in that. I, I think it's, you know, it's something that it, it's a more kind of complicated look at what clothing and identity have to do with each other. But I think memory has a big, plays a big part in that too. I 100% agree. And the last thing I want to say was I actually, in our program last year, wrote a paper on how fashion kind of mirrors what's happening in the world, which I said earlier, but just like you can see even in America with like when Jackie Kennedy wore the mini skirt, women did not wear mini skirts back then. So it was very much that like liberalism was like happening at the same time that fashion was getting more liberal is what I would say. And that's just one of the many examples, but what people wear says a lot about the country and with Israel, because when I was looking at that, when I was at that exhibit, I remember in the beginning, it was really utilitarian and like purposeful, like everything was meant because people were like working on the land and it wasn't, it wasn't all about creativity clothing. It was meant for a purpose. And then slowly it really just evolved. And yeah, you just can see the you can see the history of the country and the identity of it within the exhibit. And I'm sure it's the same if they do it for 
different countries. So a collective identity and a personal identity was really manifested well in it. So I just want to thank you all for listening. We love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Undressing Fashion and find us on Facebook at Undressing Fashion. Bye for now from Megan and Evan. Thanks for getting undressed with us.